How's it going? Hey, girls. Hey. We are sitting Hello. around. Yep. It's all of us. It's Patrick. It's Rab. It's the final four, Matt Bachman. <laughs> He's all the Robert's also here on his phone, as usual. Um, so for those of you paying more attention than Robert, yes. um, we wanted to talk to you about uh, something special that we have going on now. We have started a Patreon. Ooh la la. Hey, hey. But what is a Patreon? What is a Patreon? I'm glad you asked, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It sounds like patron, but, but like you're, you, you don't say it right. It's oh. absolutely funny that you should say that because it is being a patron. You yeah. get to help us bring you more content, better quality sound, better uh, podcasts, period. You get to buy my liquor. <laughs> that too, yeah. It takes a fully stocked bar to keep Rob happy. I'm going to go so broke. <laughs> help him. Help yeah. him. Help her. She needs it. Help him help you to have a better podcast. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and say, please, go to our Patreon site, make a donation, and be get our friend. some fun rewards. Yes. Each tier has its own special uh, surprise. We'll give you, like, <laughs> secret bonuses, some backstage nonsense. I might send you a D-pick. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, how can you get to the Patreon? I, I'm afraid to tell people now because they might get a deep pick. <laughs> they're getting a deep pick whether they go to Patreon or not. And where, and give them the site, Rob. Girl, <laughs> you need to look up the clink tank when you're on Patreon. Cool. So do that. <laughs> right away. Hello and welcome to the clink tank. Cheers. Cheers. The clink tank where, where we get together and we talk about any and everything in the world except... Politics. Politics. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> but true. I'm Patrick Donahai, and with me today is Robert King, Sean Byers, Mike. Oh shit! Shit. Kelly. Yep. <laughs> way to way to go, Mike. You're let's off try to a great start. Let's try that one more time. And your name is Michael Kelly. Yes, we have two special, three, well, three special guests. Three special guests, uh, but, but, you know, Sean's a part of the show. Sean's, yeah, he's been on before, and oh, Matt's not going to work with Larissa's been on before, too. Larissa's Patrick. been on before, too. Yes, so, Mike, you are our extra special guest. Yes, That's a first-timer. Tingles. Oh, man, it Yay. feels like the first time. Farting a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and... Today we are drinking a special concoction that I have made. It's called a smoothie criminal. Ooh. It's a play on words. <laughs> it is a play on words. It makes it it's so delicious that I just want to lean over at an unnatural angle to the floor. <laughs> and I also want to battle Joe Pesci for some reason. No? Okay. Remember that's what he did in the it was, the he, video. was Joe Pesci? Joe, Joe Pesci was, was in that criminal. No, he was in that freaking like video. Moonwalker? He's not in the music this video. Is that Moonwalker? He was in the long movies of video with Smooth Criminal in there. Joe, I guarantee you. Joe Pesci? I don't remember, Pesci. I don't remember like Joe guy. Pesci. And I, we will have to look that Joe up. Joe Pesci was the bad guy. We are fact-checking you, right? We will huh. fact I, I mean, I could be wrong. I could. I don't want to be all like, I'm completely right, but I was. I thought that for that, because it was when Michael Jackson did his like long 
Like the longer music video where so he had he, a whole plot and stuff. He may have been in Moonwalker. That's what I was saying. Is that Moonwalker is the movie. Moonwalker is the movie. Where he's got the kids Smooth and he criminal is in robot. Moonwalker. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's yeah. He's a bad guy. In that. But if you want to know what's in a smoothie criminal, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we got sidetracked. Sorry, folks. It's orange juice, uh, strawberries, blueberries, pineapple sky vodka. Ooh. Uh, Jose Cuervo tequila, and uh, a little bit of sugar to taste. Ooh. Blend over ice. You got yourself a smoothie criminal. Like it. It's very like good. it. Thank yeah. You. yeah. All I taste is the fruit, and that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I like how I like how for the second time in a row that I've been here, I'm getting my antioxidants with the blueberries. I love it. You know, we feeling can... younger every day. Thank you, Patrick. On the cling tank, where we care about your health. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're getting drunk. <laughs> you, should, you should get a little antioxidant with that <laughs> I mean the first time we did The first very first uh, episode We had a drink called Shambucha mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. had kombucha right. Which people believe has restorative powers Or some shit like yeah. that I don't know <laughs> I believe it has ass like smelling powers. Yeah, it's it's supposed it's supposedly supposed to be a terrible smell, but um, it's it's like a Those, wonder drink of some and kind. Shout out to Hex Ferments because they did not smell bad at they all. Didn't. They were delicious. Oh really? Yeah, Hashtag they were good. Hex Ferments send us free kombucha. Yeah, <laughs> you could use it. I mean, you know. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> we could. Well, that's you know the the split uh, <laughs> concentration between our show. I got stuff to do. And I'm a bejeweled. busy man. Bejeweled, yeah. Bejeweled. Yes. Didn't you talk oh, about game addiction on a recent episode? Yes, and Robert doesn't believe it exists. I don't think he wouldn't. Uh, that's, that's, no. that's, uh, I got to see more science on he that. He can you quit know? smoking anytime he wants. <laughs> I can. I can quit smoking, and it's amazing. So, um, so how's everybody feeling today? I, I'm coming in with a hot take. You got a hot take. I got oh. a hot take. Okay. Do it. I got. I got. I'm. I'm coming in hot. Uh, well, if Uh-oh. you would let us know what you're hot about. About Movie Pass. Ooh. Oh, Movie Pass. Oh, yeah. So, the, the downfall of Movie Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you. Fuckers so movie for pass. those who don't know, yeah. does anyone not know Patrick? I don't well, know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what people know. I mean, Do you I know. Give I know movie, movie pass. pass I'll, I'll you give want a quick. To? Movie pass came out around last year. Last sometime. year, late yeah. last year. I'll well, say no, no, so. It had been around for years before that at a much higher price point and wasn't that popular. Mm. Uh huh. So they, last year they went got they a new ownership and dropped their price venture capital. Yeah, yeah. And drop their price point to like nine dollars, nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. Uh, and what for? What you got for that nine ninety nine a month was the opportunity to go see any movie. Well, one movie a day per per month, any movie. And but you, not but not uh, IMAX or three D. Yeah, those were the only stipulations. Yeah, those were the only stipulations. No so IMAX. Beautiful. No three D. But you could go see one movie every day for a month. Each month, uh, for nine ninety nine. It's insane. And, so and it, it's like that was crazy. Like even with the first movie you see, you're saving money from a yeah. regular movie ticket. So right. how the how it worked is is that you had an app and you got a credit card uh, from MoviePass and you checked it on the app and then used the credit card to uh, pay for your movie through a kiosk or through the cashier. 
uh, or through the box office attendant. So MoviePass was paying the uh, full price of the ticket. Right. And they had all these wackadoo ideas to try and make money. Like, we'll sell data to theaters based on, like, our uses and stuff like that. And and it just was, like, it, none of it has worked out. And well, it you're is saying on the a nice downward ones, They also, like, blacked out movies, like, to try to kind of hold things ransom. Or they pushed movies, like the hugely successful John Travolta Gotti film. Which they had a stake in. So, so this year, I think probably around... When is it? Like, probably around, like, May or June, maybe, when it started to get real problematic? Well, February, they started doing this thing where, uh, if you were a member, you all of a sudden had to start taking a picture of your ticket stub and um, confirming that you were seeing the movie that you oh, would actually... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they did it, they sent it out to certain... Members. Like you, because yeah. you... Because I was... American a, member. Exactly. <laughs> Racist. Man, that's what I thought, that's because... it seems like. Yeah. Um, but you, but you, also, I was also one of the people who was using MoviePass a lot. I was like, oh, I'm going to make you regret ever letting me know this yeah. was oh, in yeah, existence. Yeah. I would go... At, Thanks for running your single-handedly. I was like, look, you're the one who's, you know, hoard yourself out. I'm just taking advantage of mm-hmm. a deal. <laughs> and... Uh, so first you had to start confirming your, your ticket stuff. And then um, the next thing was you couldn't see the same movie more than, you know, you could only see a movie once. So you could repeat. Yeah. Um, and then came. Okay. So MoviePass has been having a lot of problems. It shut down recently yeah. because it, it ran out of money. The company just yeah. straight up ran out of money. And it, it started to go downhill when they were like, oh, you can't see Mission Impossible. And I really want to see Mission Impossible. And they're like, well, you can't see it. So go F yourself. <laughs> so, but then this is the straw that broke the camel's back. So they changed their formula, their, their pro subscription plan to be like, okay, you can only see three movies a month and we'll give you a 2 to $5 discount after that. And I'm like, you know, that's still not bad for $10. Because, like, that's, I, I'd see... I don't see as much as Patrick did. I'm, uh, you know. But three movies for nine ninety nine is <laughs> still, you know, a good deal, you know. And then a discount on any movies beyond that. Yeah. But then they go and say, these "Fuckers." <laughs> well, so these. Well, fuckers. before that, they were like, um, "No new releases." So oh, any movie that you had to wait two weeks before you could see a movie when it came out, yeah. then. They're like, then they went just crazy. It's like not even. Well, now, there's a they pick and choose which yeah, movies you can see, you can see on which day. It's like so, so. So now, now what they've done is they've said for the time being, as they transition to this new system, they're like for the time being, we're gonna limit the movies to uh, that you can see. And so what I thought was... And so they sent out the schedule for August. So like a certain day... Like Black Klansman is a new movie out. It... You can only see that like on Thursdays. And that's it. Or The Meg. You can only see that on like uh, Tuesday. But here's what's fucked up. So they have the two like newly released movies or actual popular movies that people might want to see. And then they have four movies. The same four movies every single day. So, like, and they're all, like, indie, smaller movies, like, 
One was the miseducation of Cameron Post, which has Chloe Grace Moritz, I think. I've never even heard of that movie. Yeah, it's an indie movie. I'm yeah. excited for it. And there, and then really another good. one you was like it, apparently Juliet, on movie pass. Another one was yeah. Juliet Naked with Rose Byrne and Ethan Hawke, and <laughs> the guy from IT Crowd was in it too. Oh, Moss. No, uh, Roy. So oh. clearly, all the movies that are tearing up the Twitters and making everybody excited. Yeah, you can't see pass. those. You can't see those. Yeah, you can't. So, see, so no. basically, they're like, you're gonna rotate the number of new movies that you see every single day. And uh, you also can also choose from these four other like garbage indie movies, or they might be good indie movies. But it's like no, you gotta like no, don't be just these four indie movies. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you, when you come in promising me steak and lobster, right? Don't turn around and say, oh well, in the, we didn't expect so many people to show up. <laughs> so here's a chicken nugget. <laughs> it's, it's, a it's, chicken nugget. Well, here's here's my strong recommendation. Um, if you have a good AMC movie theater near you, which I do, and you want this kind of deal, for $20 a month, so it is more, you can do AMC's new one that started a few months back. You can do three movies a week, um, and they can be on any day, so you can do a marathon of three movies in a row if you wanted to, which you could not yeah. do with mm-hmm. uh, Movie Pass. You can get your tickets ahead of time instead of having to be like a fucking like ninja in the parking lot with movie pass and like <laughs> send them up there. That is true. You, you have to be within a hundred yards of the theater. You can see pass. IMAX. You can see 3D. You can mm-hmm. see laser. You can see any of that bullshit. Whoa, 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 stop! What the fuck is laser? IMAX laser, man. That's the best. Are yeah, you serious? It brightens the screen up. So all like the action movies where you can't see what the fuck is going on. Oh, it's cool. a brighter screen. Um, I like seeing and things. you still get all the AMC <laughs> stubs bonuses. So you get free upgrades to, like your popcorn and your drink and everything. So it's twenty dollars, nice. but at this point, it's like eighty times the value of MoviePass with its new bullshit uh, formula. With this new, so, uh, but so you get to see how many movies a month? Three a week. Three a week. Oh, so like and twelve a month. Twelve, yeah. 12 like a month. Twex- yeah. And you actually get to see movies. Yeah. yeah. And again, you can like <laughs> you can. like on Tuesday, I can buy my ticket for like two weeks in advance for the best movie coming out opening night, and still use still get it for free. But and that's only at AMC theaters. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. If you don't have a good AMC near you, it's, not, say, it's not worth it. The thing about Movie Pass is it was like oh, yeah, yeah, it no, was across the boards. Absolutely. I mean, it was it was a beautiful idea, a dreamscape, if you will. But it <laughs> burned. It burned back. It rose burned right in the sugar. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, that was that was bad. So it's like Rose Byrne's career. I don't really know what she's doing. No, she's and, doing all sorts of movies. She's in she, Juliet Naked. You can well, see it every single day if you have movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yes, Robert, you are half right. What is, uh, what is it called? Joe Pesci is in Moonwalker. Ah yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we knew that. We, he we is figured that. Mr. Big. Yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> but he's not in Smooth Criminal. No, but that Smooth Criminal was part of that thing, and I knew I remember that Smooth Criminal was part of that big video, and so yeah, no, yeah. like I said, partly you get partial credit. Yeah, I get credit, partial credit, partial credit, so, whatever. <laughs> going back, going back just a little bit to another movie benefit, AT and T. I'm not sure if anybody here is on AT and T, but they have the no. member benefit I, of two for Tuesday. Is what they call it. And basically, you download their app and you get a buy one, get one free every Tuesday for a movie. And it's not a membership based thing. So Mike and I have done it a couple of times. Um, and it's a it's a really, really cool way to to not, you know, if you don't have the twenty dollars, nine dollars a month that you definitely that you want to buy into all that, because I'm probably not going to go through see three movies a week. 
But like two or three times a month, doing a buy one, get one free on a two for Tuesday for AT&T is also a nice little movie benefit. They're going in there for those movie pass people that are all pissed off. And they're like, hey, AT&T still loves you. AT&T's got your back. Thank you, AT&T. I did not know about this, yeah. but I am an AT&T member. So. SMI. Yeah. So, yeah. Hashtag AT&T, send us free kombucha, please. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, for those who don't recognize your name, how might people know you? So, uh, I know Patrick through theater. Mm-hmm. We're in Pippin together and then other oh, things. Yeah. Uh, Robert, I met through Patrick. Larissa, I met through Patrick. Sean, I met today. Hi, Sean. Hello. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a high school teacher by trade. But if, if you're checking me out on the interwebs, I am one of the hosts of a podcast on cooperative board games called Co-Opcast. So find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Now, uh, what are cooperative board games? Oh, my God. Board games uh, can be both competitive or cooperative. A competitive board <laughs> game is where you fight against each other, like Scrabble, try to have the highest score. Cooperative board game is something like Pandemic or Forbidden Island, where you all win or lose together, and the game is basically playing against you. What is Candyland? Candyland would be a competitive board game and also a shitty board game. So <laughs> there's, there's two designations there. Oh. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out. We drop every Sunday, uh, co-op cast. And then additionally, uh, some of the hosts, including me, are on the YouTube channel One Stop Co-op Shop, where we have solo board game playthroughs if you want to see like how a game is played. And also I do five-minute uh, board game reviews called Five and Five. You can check those out. All on the YouTubes. Oh, yeah. We're, we're on there. That was a healthy plug. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Very nice. But no, yeah, I've known Mike for years and we have played many a mini board game and he has introduced me to quite yeah, a I would few say, well, if you consider yourself a serious board gamer now wouldn't wouldn't i take some credit in that yeah yeah mm. i mean i liked board games before but it was there were there was a whole world of different types of board games that i that you opened me up to. i opened up many things to Patrick, <laughs> including his mind like, board games. like a flower <laughs> i deflowered well wow yeah mm. yeah um, no, that, that's, nah. anyways larissa huh. how are you doing i'm good I'm subject good. change yeah <laughs> is the subject um, how is larissa doing no you it was just getting a little bit awkward there <laughs> maybe for hey, you the clink tank embraces awkwardness yeah says yes. the person who's yes. only been on here once <laughs> but you've a, listened to all our I've definitely listened to episodes. Which is more than Robert does. Yeah, I don't listen to the episodes. I'm on them. Yeah. Why would I need to listen to them? Yeah, why would you? Why would I, though? Like, what? what? I need to, like, hear myself. I'm absolutely agreeing. There's no incentive Well, wasn't that the end of Pee-wee's Big Adventure? He, like, rides away (laughs) with the girl because he lived it. Like, right? Doesn't he have a line along those lines? That's right. I don't have to watch it, Daddy. I lived it. That's right, man. So tough. So tough. By the way, I got to say for myself, spot on Pee Wee Herman impression. Yeah, no, that was excellent. It was like he was in the room. And you actually had your penis in your hand as you did. (laughs) Both both hands. Too soon, Mike. Really too soon? Yeah. Anybody got anything else they'd like to talk about? Well, I got Any like other hot all takes? sorts of things. I got hot takes. Well, I, I so I just like got back. I just got back from the beach with my family for a week. The beach, and and tell me, and you have you have two young kids. Yeah, I have a two year old and a five year old. They're awesome sometimes. <laughs> and the beach, fucking sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't the beach just the fucking worst? 
Like, here's a beach, okay? Here's a one-minute description of the beach. Hold on. Before you start this, I... As you can hear, Rob's not here this week. So we're going to do something. I'm going to let you have the, the PSA. And I think you okay, are okay, here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think this this sounds like a good PSA. Sounds so like a we'll, great we'll, PSA. We'll have, it's like, like light music behind me. Yes. Like coming in right about now. You fix that in post. We'll, we'll, we'll add it in post. We'll add it in post. Don't mention post. That's Patrick's Rob. Patrick's uh, topic. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Mike, why don't you take us away with Mike's PSA? Hey, people on the beach. Why you look so good? Put away your lovely, lovely cleavage, because I'm a married man. (laughs) That's not the entire PSA. Um, But yeah, the beach, it's hot. There's sand, and it gets everywhere. My wife told me it even gets in areas that women have, and that's really a terrible (laughs) thing. The ocean is salty, and it has weird shit in it, like seaweed and stinging things, and sometimes a shark will bite your leg off. I've heard of The Meg and a movie called Jaws, and that shit happens. So yeah, and if you don't have an umbrella, you burn to death. If you do have an umbrella, you gotta carry an umbrella, and that's some bullshit, because it's not raining. (laughs) And there's, like, crabs, and, like, on your Johnson from the dirty beach babe you had sex with, and also real crabs that can snap on you, on your Johnson with their claws, and there are people with Johnsons hanging out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm way into my drink, so I'm, this, is, this is this is Mike. A lot this of is Johnson. Mike unplugged. This is Mike um, unfiltered. So, and yeah, and and it's just the worst. Like I hate it because you can't have fun. You, you think you're gonna play volleyball there and like throw a frisbee? Fuck no. You're going to stand next to the water and you're going to try to clean your shoes out because your shoes got sand in them. And then, and yeah. So everyone, don't go to the beach. Just close them down, okay? It'll also, like, lessen erosion or some environmental things. You know, save the environment, assholes. Once again, the views expressed in Mike's PSA are not the views necessarily of the clink tank, but I do agree that American beaches suck. So... That's a slow clap. I wait, I'm I'm American. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Have, I, have I been missing out? What beaches are better? I like Hawaii's beaches. I guess that's oh still my God. American. Yeah, Hawaii's, uh, I, mean, Hawaii's beaches I, I used to have the blanket statement of I hate the beach until I went to a non-U.S. beach. We were in St. Martin. Mm. And mm-hmm. where you can, the sand is like this super fine white powder that you walk on that just kisses your foot as you walk. (laughs) And then you walk out into the water, which you can see all the way down to the bottom as you're walking out. It's, it's, yeah, it changed my home. I was like, oh, this is a beach. Yes. Yeah. But but you got to go like, you know, away. Yeah. Yeah. You You have to travel for that. You do. I, I mean, I've never liked the beach and I think I went the first time I went, I went. I went to go down to the Outer Banks when I was a kid several times because that's apparently when you have kids. That's apparently what you have to do. Mm-hmm. What beach did you go to? I went to Virginia Beach uh, Sandbridge. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I, and I think I went. The last time I went was in 2012. I think with you. Oh, to Rehoboth. Rehoboth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was fine. That was okay. It was okay. We yeah. didn't really spend much time at the beach, thank God. And that's that's the whole thing about the beach. Like, as I've gone as an adult, it's not about the beach. It's about who you're there with and then what you're doing 
outside of the beach. Yeah. And that's the only time that the beach is fun, as, at least as an adult. I my as we're as we're recording this, my entire family is at the family beach house, and I've not <coughs> been in like twelve years. Good for you. And I, good for you. Don't go. The beach is the worst. I think that I think that that our own Rob White is at the beach now. He's too. at the Outer Banks, I believe. And yeah. We never heard from him again. <laughs> <laughs> he got eaten by a shark. He got eaten by a shark. I I do worry about sharks sometimes, but I mean I don't think that. <laughs> Just we deal with shark infestation. Me too. Water. I'm just sitting in my in office, general, you know. I'm just no, but like that's a like, thing you got to worry about. Like if you go in the o- in the ocean, it's like you might die from a shark, even though it's highly unlikely. You're still probably gonna die from a shark. It could happen. It's highly unlikely, <laughs> but you're probably going yeah. to die. <laughs> I'm not asking that's for logic. Sixty percent of the time, it right. works every least. time. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say there were two nice things about the beach, both having to do with my two year old who had not been to the beach in a meaningful way before. Number one, he just watching him pick up sand and have the sand fall out of his hands and be mystified by it, <laughs> fucking adorable. The other thing is, when he first saw the ocean, he stood there and said, not with much emotion, but with clear, you know, meaning deep in his soul, he just said, wow, three times in a row. <laughs> like, good five-second wow. pauses between them. Cool. And he was That's like, deep. fuck it, turned around and started digging in the sand again. So, you know, I wasn't that <laughs> impressed, but still. But, you know, some people but have never a, seen the ocean. He had a moment, you know? He, you know... Those people like in the Midwest, like where Larissa's from. You think they've ever seen the ocean? Yes. I hadn't, well, I had seen the ocean on vacations, but I grew up near a beach because I grew up right by Lake Michigan. Yeah, but that's a lake. But it looks, it's a really big <laughs> it's lake. It's a really big lake. But it gives you the same beach feel, except it's, it's even more crappy because it's not sand, it's gravel right. <laughs> that you're walking across. Well, it's the National Sand Dunes, so it is a national park. Uh. But. Um, but you're also seeing city scra- scrapers through, like, across the water, because you can see into Chicago. So. What's a city scraper? It's a, a combination city- of a skyscraper yes. and a cityscape. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I meant. I'm wow. from Michigan. I can speak Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, so, so you guys went to the lakes to, to, I think, what, what was it, Lake Michigan, I guess, a lot? Yeah. Or was it? Well, I had what, what the did great to? lakes to choose from. Yeah, you have like seven lakes to choose from. We or get five. It. Or five. <laughs> <laughs> but like my grandmother, who like lived in, I think, Illinois, and she would go to, I think, Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. This was like like back in like decades ago. She's like, oh, it's cool. it was great. We could swim. And then she's like, and now, no. Yeah, no, no yeah. it's gross. You like, don't want yeah. to go anywhere near that Yeah, water. she's like, nope, uh-uh. Well, I was going to say, how are you all still alive? Because... <laughs> You know, I've seen White Squall, and I've heard the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I thought the lakes just killed everyone who lived within, like, a 10-mile radius. Wait, of what? What is... Well, wasn't the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald during a war? No, it was, uh... We get sunk in, uh, Superior, Lake Superior. Yeah, but I thought that was during, like, a war. I don't know, they just got caught in a squall while they were shipping uh, some shit. White Squall. A white Squall. Because <laughs> okay. the worst storms are by Caucasians. Yeah. Yes. Always. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Always. We are the worst. Yes, we really you are. are. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a preview for something Rob's going to talk about. Robert. Robert. going to talk about it later, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. So, Robert, what you watching? Oh, um, Same well, way. Well, hold on. Okay, well, okay. Do we do? Are we doing the two minute thing? Yes. Because I have like seven. What? Like I have no, so two many minutes, things two to minutes. talk about. No. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean first of all, only one movie or show or series, and then. <laughs> well, I got a lot of stuff though. I I I 
was thinking about. Okay, so I was uh, loyal listeners. Wait, we've started in two minutes. Right? No, 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 no not, not yet, not yet. I'll <laughs> tell you when to start because I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna start because I got three that I can choose from. Jesus. One is uh, I want to possibly talk again about American Ninja Three Blood Hunt because Rob. <laughs> Did not let me talk about the, enough of that. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You want to just parse that out two minutes no, no. at a time? Fuck that. Yes. Oh, yes. Give me the other two options. Yes. The other two options. All right. Uh, 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 oh, I, 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 got a, um, I got a good good watch you're watching. Okay. You know what I, you're doing? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Okay. okay. I'm ready. So go. All right. So I've been watching on Hulu uh, past seasons of Hell's Kitchen, and it has been <laughs> awesome. I uh, flipped through, like, a lot of it, so I've gotten it down to, like, only 20, 25 minutes, and it, I don't know why, but just, like, Gordon Ramsay just yelling and <laughs> yelling at these people a lot. It's just kind of like, you know, I just, just, it's just kind of cool to just, like, go through But for it. someone who doesn't watch Hell's Kitchen, what is Hell's Kitchen? Hell's Kitchen is Gordon Ramsay brings in 20 uh, eager chefs, and one of them gets to be the head chef air quotes at some restaurant somewhere usually like gordon ramsay's taco stand in i don't know <laughs> los angeles or in vegas he does a lot of them in vegas uh so he goes through different uh what's interesting is he does challenges where you have to like cook a dish and then he does services where like if you fuck up cooking a scallop or like a risotto those are the things that they always have on the menu and they always fuck up uh, is hard, it is hard. Yeah. yeah. So so he if you fuck those up, then he like yells at you. Um, and then it, it's a team based competition It's women against men uh, initially. And then they basically. <laughs> Why is it sex? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, add that time back to my thing. Give me, give me a couple seconds. So so basically uh, one person gets el- it's, it's a standard competition show. Um, it's a standard competition show. Someone gets eliminated and then, you know. They kind of go through that every single time. But I, I like the service. It, it, it really shows how freaking awful it is to be a chef. Like, it mm. just seems like, Jesus, like, this is, this is what you do every day? Like, holy 15 shit. 15 seconds. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I, I would say that, you know, it's Gordon Ramsay has taught me, because when I was a kid, my dad used to cook a lot. And I was like, you should open up a restaurant. And he's like, I don't know, maybe when I retired. And now I'm like, no, don't do that, Dad. No, that that and uh, Kitchen yeah. Nightmares, which is another uh, show from Gordon Ramsay. Two. So, yeah. What? Uh, yeah. So I I, it, it, so I th- wanted to pivot, though, for a good treatise about how terrible competition shows are, though. <laughs> I think that's... Because I think that they're unfair. That's fine. That's in the discussion. But yeah. What you failed to do... In what? the recap was I don't I still like I don't watch kitchen competition shows I I've never watched Hell's Kitchen Hell's Kitchen whatever it's better than so Top Chef I don't know I still after your recap don't the, know how the show works a, what's a the very prize? very a very very quick premise on like how how Hell's Kitchen works is you have two basically you have two teams usually and they're battling against each other to serve at a restaurant on any on a given night right and you have guests and complaints and and everything else the whole time overcooked scallops and and you're you have like five four or five dishes usually that yeah. you're preparing an appetizer a main course uh you know they're and people come in and they order like a real restaurant and he's screaming at you the whole time. You yeah. know, you have to get food out really, really quickly. So, it's basically a restaurant. 
And does the entire team get eliminated? Like no, no. no. They, One person. So so what happens win. is you have a team that wins, and sometimes he's like neither team won because you're both yeah. terrible. <laughs> I hate you both. And so uh, and so what they do is they have to uh, put people up for elimination mm. that they want to eliminate. Uh, so so it's in his restaurant, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. The competition is in the kitchen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they have different nights? People, like one dude does like Wednesday and one does Thursday? No, they, no, they play split the kitchen. Yeah. They split the they kitchen. Split the, Jesus. Yeah, There's so like a red like, kitchen and a blue kitchen. Yes. And so people order stuff off the menu. Yes, yep. like a real restaurant, and they cook it. And, and if they fuck up too much, then they might get sent home. Both teams doesn't don't make the same dish. Just no, they do. They, 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 they make do. the same, like, five... So, like, so they it's, each have it's their own a menu. Tables, right. right. Yeah, they okay. each have their own tables. Okay. Like, like oh, there's one person in the red diner, there's, there's people in the red diner and people in the blue diner. So you each... They each cook from the same menu, and it's like, who can fuck it up the least? Yeah. Essentially. So, like, okay. and you... And these are things that happen in a real restaurant, in a real kitchen. Like, if, if anybody has ever worked in a restaurant, like... You know, you know that this is real because it happens. Yeah. Like, and it, what's really fascinating to me about the show is it shows you how difficult, like you said, how difficult it is to be a chef in a restaurant yeah. and how, you know, getting food out that like three different people have three different appetizers and they all have a different cook time, but you have to get them to the table at the same time. And that's important in a restaurant, you know, because you're all eating at the same time. That's the whole point of going to a restaurant. Right. So all of those things, and it, it really showcases those things a lot in this show while Gordon Ramsay is flipping the fuck out <laughs> <Yeah>. to amazingness <laughs> I, every single time. I, I, I love that show. Yeah, it's I, I, phenomenal. And I think that Gordon Ramsay, I, he's hinted before that he got his ass kicked because he, he got trained in France. And he, I remember one episode, he's like, yeah, I went to France and I got the shit kicked out of me by people there. So it's like, I, I think that that's, I don't think it's like what it, what it is for every single kitchen, but I think that for him, that's what it, what it was. And he's apparently, cause my dad, again, my dad knows this because he's like a, 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 a cooks a lot. And he's like, yeah, apparently he's like the first British <laughs> chef to ever get a Michelin star, which is like the Oscars of food, apparently. Huh. And like, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of sad, because he's like not that old. The, you know? I, would, like, I would think a Michelin star <laughs> would be like a tire award. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, it's like, like, yeah, you got a Michelin star. It's, no, it's it's actually it's the, the highest achievement. It's these like the scallops of, are great, and that oil change was amazing. Scallops and scallops and Michelin do not sound good. They yeah. sound rubbery. <laughs> I like I like Hell's Kitchen a lot more than uh, Top Chef, which yeah. is the other mm-hmm. big food competition show where it's basically the only other food competition show that ever should be on air is nailed it on I'll, get, I'll get to that it's a very good show talking about like competitive shows in general any of you watched uh, the great British love yeah it. great British Bake Off no. like I love that, it yeah like it's such a night and day thing like you watch it, any of these cutthroat like I hate you BS kind of shows then you watch that and they're they're like all nice and they all have accents and they're like, oh, oh, you, oh, you lost your sugar here. I'll give you some of my sugar. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you're thinking. And like they're all like sincere and they're, and they're so not like helpful. professional chefs. It's like here's a 70 year old grandma from mm-hmm. Brickenshire and she she <laughs> yeah. likes to make scones, you know. And it's like what the fuck? And they're like so nice. And if somebody gets kicked off, they're like real sad that they got kicked off. That's and it's lame. So, no, it's, it's the <laughs> it's best it's shit ever. No, it's, it's actually really, ever. It's really I great. Read that. If someone starts crying from like frustration on that show, the host will go over and start cursing, so that the 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 editors can't use that footage, so that they won't oh, wow. just use it to like 
to promote to stuff. Promote See that? That's terrible. that's classy. See that? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is really classy. Brits. And that's the Brits. You know, yeah. they, 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 uh, Brits. Are, Brits. I mean, Mary, Gordon Ramsay did come from Britain. And Mary Berry is like, she's like one of my personal heroes right now because <laughs> she has such a sweet tooth and as do I. And like, I love when she actually loves a dish. Like you see that little sparkle in her eye and she gets this British smile, which you know, like the teeth aren't quite perfect, but you love it anyway. And you live for that smile. Like I love, I love the Great British Bake Off. I do. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to go to Sean. Do you have a What You Watching? I do have a What You Watching, and it's it's a little bit different than I think um, you guys have done in the past. I fell, I, I mentioned this to you Don't earlier. judge us, Sean. Just but, because. Okay, no, 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 there's, there's no judgment <laughs> at all. Sometimes Sean just, is just better than other people. No, exactly. no, 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 it's not at all. But I did, I, I mentioned this to you earlier. You can start my time now. All right, I fell, and go. I fell down a little bit of a YouTube hole this week, um, as, as many of you know, um, we recently lost the queen of soul, Aretha Franklin. Yes. And sad. so I just, I started, I started with, um, a clip of hers that I saw on YouTube and I've, I'm not kidding. I've spent the last three days watching YouTube videos of Aretha Franklin. And I have to tell you that that woman is one of like soul means so much to me. It's not just her rhythm. It's not just the fact that she could sing mm. and she could, it was, she was always Aretha Franklin. Mm. And to me, that was one of the most amazing things. There were clips from her early career that I'd never seen. And she was always the same. She was unapologetically Aretha. And I think that there's a lesson in that for really all of us. I mean, she aged and she aged beautifully. She still had that velvety voice mm. and she owned every, every uh, minute that she was alive. She didn't apologize for looking older. She didn't apologize when, you know, her weight fluctuated. You know, she didn't apologize. She came out in a sleeveless gown with her uh, fur coat and she dropped that fur coat and she lived for that moment and lived for that song. And I loved every single clip that I saw. Um, one, of my, one of my top, top ones, and I had forgotten that this had even happened, was when she sang I Dreamed a Dream mm -hmm. for Clinton's inauguration. And I had kind of forgotten all about it. And that song has tragedy in it. I mean, you know, that is, uh, it's Fontaine from Les Mis. And I mean, it's, it's a horrible, horrible song. And she ends it with, life has killed the dream I dreamed. And Aretha ends it with, life cannot, life will not kill the dreams that we dream. Mm. And I want to say that there was, it, it, it really made me feel amazing <laughs> this week. That's awesome. So that's, wow. that's what Jeez. I was watching. Now I feel like a no, yeah, I mean, you're a terrible person, like a but it's okay. Show. Wow. I just. Uh, yeah. uh, Pretty much. It's funny you bring that up, Sean, because uh, over the beach weekend, we watched, uh, or beach week, we watched The Blues Brothers, the original yes. one. Oh, yes. And man, I forgot she was in that, and she just destroys that entire oh. scene. She sings Think. Oh, my God. Oh, you better think about it. You better think about the consequences <laughs> of your actions. <laughs> it just goes into it. Oh, yeah. you got the backup dancers and the sax solo. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. killer, man. It was. It's it's really interesting. Good. It was interesting. I thought that because like people were like already mourning her before she died. Well, she had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And, and so people were yeah, like thinking that oh, she was. There were a lot of reports about how oh she's really gravely ill, and so a lot of appreciation started to come up. 
kind of before, like, like a couple days or so before she died. And I was like, I was like, oh, geez. I mean, well, it was, and when she passed, I, you know, when it, I went onto my Facebook and I was like, I want to put up just a remembrance kind of like, cause I, I loved Aretha Franklin's yeah. music from way back. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what song do I pick to just like say, okay. And I was like, well, you know what? I don't want to do something that's a heavy downer. I was like, cause it's like, and then I started to write, I was like, I don't want to just say, you know, in remembrance of the queen of soul because she was named queen of soul young in her mm-hmm, career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this woman was, and I, I said, ah, so I ended up putting in memory of a legend. Yeah. And I put up one song, which was, um, don't play that song for me. Mm. Uh, and just in finding the link to put up, it showed me, I was like, oh my God, here's this one. This is, and this is my, another favorite. And this is another favorite. And then it, it was becoming like a playlist. Yeah. So, and all of the songs that I ended up posting were from the same decade, like 1960 to 1970. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could, re- you could really go each decade yes. and find multiple hits for her up until like very recently. Yeah. And like, and just, and, and if you're not even looking at the gospel stuff that she Mm-mm. did, I mean, she was a huge influence over music period. And I was Listening to one last thing I want to say is listening to NPR on the way to work, like the day after she died and they had someone on there talking about, and I believe it was her when she came out to sing at the Kennedy center for Obama Mm -hmm. and she came out and she had on her fur and she had her purse with her and she plunked her purse onto the (laughs) piano. And the, the girl uh, who was reporting the woman who was reporting said people thought it was just like this grandma move like they couldn't believe she had brought her purse with her out on stage but like you were saying she was always the same and that the woman went on to explain that that was that move had history mm-hmm. back into um just uh, black performers being in clubs and having to insist on being paid up front yep. mm-hmm. because club owners would cheat them yep. and not pay them after they performed so they would get the money in cash put it she'd have it in her purse she'd go up on stage put her purse on the <laughs> on the piano That's so awesome. that she could keep her eye Absolutely. on it the whole time and just slay the house down yeah. boots and then yeah. pick up her purse and go about her day i like that was amazing yeah. and that's a strength that you know african-american performers have had to have mm-hmm. and you have to learn on your feet and but something that can become a tradition and just be amazing yeah. like in these moments yeah. but yeah well well done sean that was thank you Good job, job, different sean. stop trying to change shit <laughs> never do it again no no like i always tell rob what you're watching can be anything that you're, you're watching Mike Kelly, you got to watch it watching? I do. All right. Can you start me right off? Hold on. Let I'm, me... not, I'm not afraid. <laughs> I forget the actress's name, though. I'm a little annoyed at myself. That's okay. And go. So I watched uh, St. Vincent, which is a oh. Bill Murray uh, kind of darkish comedy. Uh, no, I, don't, I know it's Melissa McCarthy. I forget uh, who his uh, Russian girlfriend was. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's pretty good. I, I would recommend it. It's it's kind of in that genre of cranky old white man befriends <laughs> child and becomes slightly less cranky, which you know is actually a larger genre than you would think it was from mm-hmm. that description. 
Yeah, so Bill Murray, uh, his wife is in an old folks' home. He barely has the money to pay for her, so he's, like, gambling at the horse races. He's kind of a sad sack piece of shit. He's sleeping with this uh, Russian uh, prostitute, and he's gotten her pregnant, so he's also trying to, like, help pay for her payments. So he's a nicer guy than you think, even though he's got a gruff exterior because he's taking care of the wife and he's taking care of the prostitute. <laughs> and Melissa McCarthy and her, like, little kid move in next door, and he basically ends up being, like, the, the babysitter for the kid, and he, like, teaches him all the stuff that the kid maybe shouldn't know, but at the same time helps the kids stand up to bullies. And it's good. Like, it's really funny. Bill Murray is always entertaining. Uh, he's trying to do an accent here, but I don't know what accent it is because it's half the time it's Boston and half the time it's New York, so I don't even know what city this movie was in. And, uh, and then half the time he just sounds like Bill Murray and he just kind of drops it. But, um, but that, and, and the, the other complaint I'll have is that the ending, like, kind of wraps things up. Like, basically, it's overly saccharine at the end. Like, the kid's estranged father is friendly with him again, and... They do a presentation on how awesome Bill Murray is and Bill Murray gets to live with a prostitute and and they have a baby together and it's all Aww. great. You know, so it's a little bit like for how dark and like tragic the movie gets in the middle, it kind of wraps up too cleanly for me. But that being said, it's it's pretty goddamn funny and, and Bill Murray messing with the kid. And at one point, Bill Murray beats up some bullies and teaches the kid how to stand up for himself. And best point in the movie, the kid stands up to the bully finally and like calls him like a cocksucking piece of shit and like runs over Eight. and smashes Seven. his uh, palm Six. into the kid's like nose and breaks his nose and it's badass. So yeah, St. Vincent, you know, mild recommend. It's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> right on the button. Naomi Watts. Thank you. Naomi Watts was the Russian prostitute. Her accent so, was very mixed. I think they probably should have gotten a Russian <laughs> actress, but hey, it's okay. So, so I have to ask because it seems like, and, and I have not seen the movie, so spoilers, because I am going to ask a spoiler question. But what happens to the wife? Like, so the, the he, wife, lives, he lives with the prostitute. Like, the, 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 the wife is like has severe dementia, so she's already gone. So he's oh. just being like a sacrificing, like kind soul to help her, and oh. she dies about halfway through. So mm. I guess he is in a way cut free to live oh, okay. with the prostitute right. at that point. Thank oh. God. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's, well, that's from good. 2014. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen that on Netflix. I keep saying I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's in the queue. It's, it's, it's decent enough. I would say a better Bill Murray movie is Broken Flowers, which is Jim Jarmusch. I enjoyed that a lot more, but I think Jim Jarmusch is a great director. And I think it's also on Netflix. But yeah, same fence, it's fine. It's, it, it's an enjoyable watch. You'll laugh. I liked Groundhog Day. <laughs> it is not it is no Groundhog Day although that I will was a say good Bill Murray. every female movie. actress in the movie is better than Annie McDowell in Groundhog Day oh, Annie McDowell oh, is wow. trash shots fired she's terrible is anybody gonna argue with me she's no, literally not, the worst mm -hmm. in everything I like Annie McDowell I, I didn't a, have a problem oh. with her in Groundhog Day no I thought she I thought was, she was fine Watch like four weddings and a funeral yeah. she's yeah. I never saw that movie she has no talent I don't really know what's going on shots fired at Annie Wow. I don't know if I can handle drunk Mike. She will, <laughs> she will not be sending us kombucha. No. <laughs> Hashtag Annie McDowell sucks. Wow. wow. You're just Ooh. doubling. Did Andy McDowell like punch you as a kid or something? By the way, I don't even know how Twitter works, so I'm not sure if I'm hashtagging <laughs> <laughs> No, you, you, you can hashtag anything. That's yeah. what makes it unbearable. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. That's why I don't want to go on Instagram, because there's like 30 freaking hashtags. Of, there's like, more than 30. I was going to say 30. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm sorry. 300 or something <laughs> hashtags. So, uh, you know. I was... Were you just saying there are infinite on Twitter? Yeah, there are infinite. Anything can be a <laughs> Hashtags. Yeah, so. anything can be a hashtag, but you only you still only have like a hundred or no one hundred and eighty or two forty or something Character, characters. You're talking about characters. Yeah. Okay. But hashtags, like anything, can be a hashtag. 
Okay. Yes. Hashtag Ken. <laughs> we love you, Annie McDowell. Yes. We we I I. Does anyone want another drink? Yeah. Sure. So is Gary at the beach too? No, <laughs> Gary had to go visit, do something with the family or something. People and their families. People Assholes. Their fucking goddamn beaches. Jeez. You know what's the worst? People with kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck, if I ever have kids, I'm going to have to take them to the beach, aren't I? God damn it. You don't have to do that. You're not going to have kids, Robert. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> For numerous <Shots> reasons. <laughs> you you McDowelled me there. You, you, you did. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Well, you got to get off bejeweled long enough oh, to you know, no. in, inseminate someone. <laughs> this is true. true. Wow, I don't play it while I'm, I'm on not dates. Sure. I, I'm sure that you could probably inseminate someone while watching Bejeweled. Shit, Or playing right. Bejeweled. Oh, never mind, Robert, you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Yep, keep I it up. Cool. All right, good. <laughs> Multitask. Challenge, challenge accepted. Multitasking. <laughs> Are we ready to start? Already We've already started. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is Larissa watching something? I yes. Am. Were you Ooh. watching Larissa? Also, yeah, tell hi. me. Hi. Was, Hello. Uh, yeah, pipe up there. I know. I've just been enjoying listening so oh, far. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, or you know it's what? Or or you know what? Don't pipe up. You do you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Look at that support. People thought he was oh. so mean to me. He's oh, I'm not mean to you. This is this is a. <laughs> this is what, Mike? This is an exception. This is what? It's like it's one an point exception. In a, in a, an exception. In a wide tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think that. All right. All right. So, Larissa, you ready? I'm ready. And go. So, I am currently watching season six of Orange is the New Black. Ooh. That has um, come out on Netflix. And uh, this season is is trying to be lighter than last season. Last season was uh, spanned over about three days, I think, and it was during a prison riot. So, a lot went down. There were some really disturbing episodes last season. So, this Mm season is trying to to be lighter. I'm not, I'm not going to say I love it as much as last season, to be honest, but we've met some new characters. We are missing a few of our favorites from before. Some of the, the, the go-tos have been transferred to other prisons now because of the prison riot, so now we have some new girls in. And, I love it. I can't oh, <laughs> And um, so we're getting um, storylines story from some of the, the main ones that we kind of lost track of there for a little while in the previous seasons. Um, one thing that's been interesting is... Uh, in the flashbacks that I love that they do, where they show you the either the crimes that they that they committed or or just something about the, you know the pa- character's past, um, I started recognizing the girl that played young Frida, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe she was just an actress I'd seen before until they close up on her face and I realized um, no she was in a show with Patrick and I. Yeah. Well, I I was the assistant director and he was in the show with her in Arlington. Um, and so, and she had moved out to LA to be an actress, and there, there she is. She's been on several episodes of Orange Is the New Black, and she's doing a great job. So that's really exciting. So shout go, out to Ashley Bacon. I was like, I say, go Ashley Bacon. She's yeah. doing great. Oh, I remember her. Yeah. So she's been on um, about three episodes, I think, at least so far this season, and um, and it's been entertaining. So uh, not quite as disturbing as last season, which I'll, I'll 15 take. Fifteen seconds. Um, but uh, bringing back some of the comedy, which is nice. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought oh, it was a dark. It's a dark. It was it originally a, a dark comedy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it got like really heavy. It got real heavy. It there did. Last like the season. riot. Yeah. There was one episode in particular I had to watch in like different, different at uh, different times because it was a little too much. And one of the characters got scalped, Ooh. <laughs> and it was intense. Like Indian scalped. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Indian. Like glorious hey, hey. bastard yeah. scalped. Yeah. 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 There you go. And it just got yep. really intense. She so. was known for her hair and mm-hmm. yeah. one of the. Uh, the guards, guards um, 
in the took retribution on her mm-hmm. by during the riot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. and it was intense. And so there was a lot of really heavy last season. We lost one of our favorite characters last season. That was um, oh that God. was really hard to watch. So this season has been a lot lighter. Um, but I'm not sure that I like it more right now yet. It, it's um, uh, one of the new characters. You're not supposed to like her, and I don't. <laughs> but mm-hmm. she's in it a lot, so um, so you got to kind of get used to dealing with somebody. Oh, it's, that's the girl with the Boston accent? The Boston accent. <laughs> yeah. Badison. Badison. She, um, Badison. Her name is Badison? Her name, her name is Madison, but she makes everyone call oh, her Badison. Badison. <laughs> that's terrible. A, a, a self-given nickname. Yes. Yeah. We find yes. out. Like, it's... it's Which, we, and we find out that it didn't work the it first didn't time, but somehow when it she was in out prison. of prison, yeah, um, <laughs> everyone was like, "You are not Madison." That's and, funny. And she's that person at work that you hate, that like you have to see all the time and you have to work with, but you have to just tolerate. And now we have that in the show, <laughs> like she's here all the time. Very middle um, management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's been it's a good season. Um, but I do miss some of the characters that ha- that aren't on there anymore. Maritza is gone. Mm-hmm. Big Boo is gone. Um, so it's interesting to see where they're going with it. Yeah. I, I have to say that in this, in last season and this season, um, both uh, Uza Aduba mm. um, just blows me away every single time she is on camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like she uh yeah, initially Crazy Eyes, she plays Suzanne. They've they've backed off of Crazy Eyes a little bit that mm-hmm. that uh nickname. Um but every single time she is on camera, it she just she blows me away with mm-hmm. and it's 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 things that like you think should be way over the top <laughs> and she makes it work yeah. within yeah. that situation. Doesn't make it overly like slapstick, even though it kind of is. Like her comedy mm-hmm. and the way that she brings uh, sympathy mm-hmm. to the character while still making it funny is, mm-hmm. it, it like I, it it just blows me away every single time, and I and love her. So often when people try to play somebody who has a mm-hmm. mental disability, they just go so far over the line mm-hmm. and go or go too comical or you know, and somehow. She has this mental disability, but she is a sympathetic character that you still love and isn't a joke. Yeah. Somehow she finds the childlike aspect of this character, but also, you know, you still understand why she's in prison. Mm-hmm. And she, you still understand why she needs help. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's incredible. Well, she yeah. took uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s advice from Tropic Thunder, right? Right. Yes. I'm not gonna say it if you'd like to say it. No, no, I don't want to say it. I don't want to use that word, but <laughs> never go full. <laughs> yeah, That's, I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, you're right. She's incredible. But there's some really talented actresses on that oh, show yeah. in general, yeah, yeah. and um, and I think it's funny. It just it's like most shows. The main character becomes so less interesting. Oh as yeah, the like go. Piper is barely has a storyline. Yeah. Um, right. In this, isn't season. she out of prison by now? How long is her sentence? Actually, no, she. Yeah. <laughs> she's uh, no, Spoiler. she's still there. <laughs> but um, but just like most shows, the the side characters become far more interesting mm-hmm. and far more yeah. um, somebody that you would want to spend time with and somebody that you want to watch. And so, um, yeah. So I'm still enjoying it. 
I'm just not sure where I stand on it compared to the previous seasons. Yeah, it, it still it still has um, those moments where it's really poignant, which I mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, it is a lot lighter, you know. But the whole trial with Tasty mm-hmm. really it it says something about not only our justice system but about you know, a lot of different things. And it still has commentary without being quite as heavy as it was last season. So yeah. so I'm, I, I enjoyed it. I actually have finished it at this point. Um, yeah, and I, I really have. Um, I, I really did enjoy it. You're right. It's completely different. They, they kind of pulled this thing where they, you know, reinvented the cast a little bit, put in some new players. Mm-hmm. And I thought it made it kind of interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I am enjoying the uh, the. There's some older characters that they've brought into uh, play who are sort of the the bosses of the different cell blocks, um, and I'm enjoying their storyline very much. And one of the actresses is Mackenzie uh, Phillips. Phillips. That's yeah. what I thought. Um, she's great, and it's kind of fun to see her. And some of the older ladies taking mm-hmm. taking their time, and I like that. Yeah, who's Mackenzie Phillips? What was she in? That sounds really familiar. She yeah. was in One Day at a Time. Yeah, uh, she's the daughter right. of uh, Wilson. What one of the Wilson Phillips? Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah she. That's all I know her from. <laughs> One day at a time. She was a star in the seventies. Yeah, like when she was a teenager. And oh, then okay. she mm-hmm. like went to rehab mm-hmm. like yeah. she was real pu- very publicly like yeah. went to rehab and, mm. and not this mm-hmm. I see yeah. she looks very hardened criminal at this she point she does yeah. yeah and yeah. she plays it she plays it very very well and she the did. girl that got to play her young looks just like her uh, <laughs> just like her I, that has to be like a daughter oh, or yeah. a granddaughter yeah. or something like yeah. that um okay so my turn I guess Patrick sure. what you watching give me the phone <laughs> I will time you okay Ooh. All right. Ready? Go. Okay, so what I'm watching (laughs) is a show called Trial and Error. Um, It is in its second season. I think it came in last year as a mid-season replacement. Um, It stars, uh, what is his name? Um, Nicholas DaCosta, I want to say. Um, and, uh, it's also got Stephen Boyer and Sherry Shepard. Um, it's about this New York trial lawyer who gets sent to this small town called Peck to defend, um, this, uh, guy who is accused of murdering his wife. The guy who is, uh, on trial in the first season is um, from Third Rock from the Sun and uh, Harry Henderson's. Yep, John Lithgow. And so um, it's it's it an was ob- on there. It's an obscure comedy, and meaning like I mean I should say not obscure, absurd, because mm-hmm. everything about this town is just oddball, and all of the people have these weird quirks. And like for instance, Sherry Shepherd has all of these. Uh, psychological conditions that like she can't recognize faces. She uh, when she gets scared, she leaps incredible heights when she uh, she just has all these. And every time something else, something new happens with her, you learn of this new uh, disorder that she has. Um, the guy who, one of the guys working with him. 15 seconds. Oh shit, already? Okay, so in the second season. Welcome to my world. Kristen Chenoweth, who is on trial. So she's, uh, he, 
He wins his first season case, and now he's in his second Spoilers. season case, and he wins that. I mean, the, the show would be over if he lost. <laughs> I think I liked that show better when it was called Northern Exposure. Because that's pretty much the same thing. a lawyer in Northern Exposure, was he? No, but it was the same thing. It was like a doctor, fish out of water. Well, I was going to say, it's, it's a classic fish out of water yeah, story. It's like Hollywood like, and Cars are the same thing, dude. But, yeah, exactly. But Northern Exposure was great. <laughs> 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 Bring it up, Fern Gully. Wasn't that why you didn't want to watch Avatar? Yeah, because like, I was like, this is Fern Gully. Fern Gully. I, was like, this. I, I was joking about it, Trial and Error being Fern Gully, but Avatar is straight up Fern Gully. <laughs> and, and, that, and no Tim Curry, so it's <laughs> clearly inferior. <laughs> exactly. That sounds exactly like Northern Exposure, but swap out a doctor and put in a lawyer. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's... <coughs> excuse me. It's funny, um, but it, it really is just slapsticky kind of just like so way out there that I don't find myself laughing at the series as a concept. I, mm-hmm. I find myself laughing at individual mm-hmm. jokes. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this one thing that they do, like when uh, the, the guy who's the lawyer and his team are working on, um, they're putting together the, uh, the defense for the murder and they're mapping things out on their board. Like the two idiot offices just start chanting murder board, murder (laughs) board. (laughs) And it becomes a running joke that they all do it. And he even joins in like by the second or third time. And so he um, starts dating this woman and she gets pregnant and they're trying to figure out if he's the father or this other guy and they start mapping it out of a board and they start chanting baby board <laughs> so, so like there's some funny bits mm-hmm. but on a whole you know it's it's, uh, it's C plus Okay. Oh. okay. You bring in mediocre to mm. your what you're watching. Well, that's you know that Aren't happens. You also it's watching what, all did, of did, the Doctor Didn't you? Did he talk about something <laughs> well, like for pleasure. use of force or Patriot force or what? What? Dudikoff. What are you talking about? Oh, Michael Dudikoff. Oh, avenging force. Yeah, avenging force. You know, C plus is pretty good. For no, the no, 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 no. Well, I mean, you watch. That's not C plus. That is a classic. Oh. Avenging force. <laughs> okay. But no, when you watch something, you know, what what happens, what yeah. happens. You know, yeah. this is how we share mm-hmm. our opinions mm-hmm. and our ideas. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can I do a quick uh, call back to two previous What You Watchings as a, as a long-time listener? Please. Of so course. First, I think... I you got my nipples hard. Sure. What do you think? <laughs> Robert, did you bring up One Punch Man a while back? Uh, yes. I did, yes. Yeah. So One Punch ago. Man is like one of the greatest shows of all time. I freaking love really it. It really is. They finally announced season two. Oh. It's not coming out until... Fucking April! It's oh, like how long does it you. take to do a goddamn ten episode That's anime far. season? Yeah, I was but say it is anime. It's the best. You should watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Draw faster. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is a great. It's even better. I think you appreciate it even. Is more that all you know. want to say about One no, Punch yeah. Man? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I mean, well, it's just it's it, it's, it's completely absurd and hilarious. Uh, my what? my kids are now addicted to the theme song, which is one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Oh yeah, it's just like some Japanese guy screaming One Punch really high, basically <laughs> over and over again. Look it up. <laughs> It's awesome. 
what, what's what's great? So it's about this guy who's so strong he defeats all the enemies with one punch. Yes, and he's and really sad about it. He's like, really he's sad because there's no because he wants no, more uh, of a fight. Yeah, he, yeah, he wants, wants a real fight. fight. <laughs> okay. Like so these guys will talk a big game and be like, "Yes, this is gonna be so awesome. We're gonna have an awesome battle." And he'll have cool battles in his dreams, and then he fights them and they're dead in one hit. Like motherfucker. So, but it's it's a great send up, I think, of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, you'll enjoy it more if you've watched any of these like kind of but over the top uh, action things but now, there the was other... a there was a great a great moment where he does fight someone that doesn't take one punch and Ooh. the guy has ridiculous combo names like i of blasting force flower go and then his combo is consecutive normal punches <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> Um, and then the other one, I think Matt, <coughs> Matt Bachman, not here to defend himself, uh, like a few episodes ago, talked about Paddington 2. Uh, yes. Gave it mm -hmm. three box stars out of five. Fuck that. That movie deserves its 100% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. actually pretty good. It, it is. I, I would go beyond that. Like, I, I know I did see it with my kids. I am a dad, so I guess I am, am somewhat biased that way. Dad vision. But it is, uh, <laughs> I see a lot of movies. I review a lot of movies. It, it is a perfect movie for what it was going for. It is incredibly mm -hmm. charming, so funny, so well-written, so well-acted, incredibly well-shot for what should just be like a stupid comedy. True. And, um, and the way they take all these plot elements and work in every single fucking one at the end so every family member has something important to contribute, which most, almost every movie with a team, like look at something like fucking Suicide Squad. Yeah. They fuck it up so badly. Every Avengers movie fucks it up so badly. Uh, Here it's like every mm. single, well, I haven't seen Infinity War yet, so maybe that's good. Uh, yeah, but first Avengers was pretty good. No, no, all they do is they all stand around and individually hit random robots until they die. It's no, stupid. that's not, that's like one part of the movie. No. Did you miss the entirety wait, of the movie? Wait. I've seen these movies a lot, trust me. I, I don't think, I, I don't, um, uh, yeah, so Paddington 2 yourself. is amazing. I don't, don't even listen care to about the Paddington 2 like anymore. Six box stars. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. Wait, you, you, okay, so Avengers. Your freaking problem with Avengers. That doesn't make any sense. The first, I mean, I, the second I enjoy Avengers, Avengers I can understand. Do the you? Is, so, <laughs> it is incredibly rare. There's a little rant real quick. Um, you know the one time, and I think it was in the first Avengers, where Iron Man shot, or maybe it was Age of Ultron. I think it was Age of Ultron, actually. Iron Man shot a laser at Cap Shield and reflected it into, like, a diffused beam that killed, like, 30 robot soldiers all at once. Maybe. So that shit's amazing. That's actual teamwork. Yeah. What they tend to do in both Avengers 1 and Avengers 2 and all these fucking movies, Civil War 2 is they have hero shots of individuals doing whatever their shtick is to fight off endless hordes of robots, and you don't even see them in the same shot. Or if it is, it's like in uh, the beginning of Age of Ultron where they're all, like, jumping sideways towards the camera. Okay. They don't fucking choreograph... First of all, you can't tell what the fuck's going on in action because Marvel shoots action horribly, and it's all cut, cut, cut bullshit. But beyond that, they, they don't the fucking... take. They don't, uh, <laughs> they don't, like... They don't take the time to do interesting things where the people like work together. Like Black Panther had some great shit in the fucking casino casino fight, oh, yeah. where they were like backing mm -hmm. each other up. But that's so fucking rare. It's like it's supposed to be a team based superhero like series, and they don't take the time to do any team based shit because they aren't creative enough. And the, and the Russo brothers are okay. I've heard Infinity War is better, like they've gotten better. But I don't think like I, I thought even uh, beyond like the elevator scene, I wasn't impressed with the action in like Winter Soldier either. They just do random shit, you know. What? What? Can I rebut this? You're I guess. D d what? I mean, you can't. Like, that's I'm right, but you what can't. What is pass. not a rebuttal? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
like, no, but, but I can understand what I can understand what you're saying. No, don't take now, this I, side. No, I'm not taking <laughs> side. I do understand what he's saying in that you have these incredible forces that logically, you know, hey, we're working as a team. That doesn't just mean we all show up together and fight our individual fights. If we join forces and literally join forces, they'd be unstoppable. They don't do that a lot. They don't. They should do more yeah. of. And like, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I don't enjoy. I love the movies. I, but I I Avengers one is one of the great, like one of the top three superhero movies of all time. But but I, but I, I think, think they missed opportunities. Do. I think that. But I mean, like, remember the whole big scene where they they pan the camera around and they all come in. Where this is where. Patrick hates this scene because it has Black Widow just <laughs> okay. reloading her gun. With handguns. With handguns. Hand I'm part of the okay. team. So, I help. Yeah, no, no, exactly. exactly. And, and, and it's, and, and, and hold on, I, I'll let you get into it. But yeah, you brought this uh, up. You're going to let me finish? It's Kanye? exactly that. It's like, it's, to me, it's, it belittles her. In yeah. that, like, everybody else has got incredible powers. And yes, she's a Batman. She works, mm-hmm. she's a human who has incredible skills. But when you circle up in the big fight and you've been fighting aliens that have dropped weapons all over the city, why the fuck are you going to pull two six-shooter handguns <laughs> yeah. I think they were your, semi-automatic. They may have, all right, two human-made handguns and not pick up the big fucking laser gun that shot out the space snail. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, yeah, that that was kind of dumb. But but during that whole scene, what what I bring up that scene is that because that's the entire time where Captain America is barking out the orders that they need to do. Right, but again... And they're in constant contact with each other because they're on a battlefield. Like, there's one time where... Uh, freaking where Iron Man is like talking to Hawkeye is like what do I do and he's like well they can't bank worth a darn why don't you go to some tight corners and he's like okay what do I do now it's like well Thor needs you over here to do this stuff right right so the first Avengers did it better in that one part yes they did Age it Age of because, Ultron didn't okay. do it at all okay well Age of um, Ultron I have my Civil own Civil War with. didn't do it at all okay but, but Thor Ragnarok has like Hulk over there fighting a like monster while the well, it's no, only uh, Thor. Bones replacement in Star hey, Trek hey, is uh, hey, shooting it's with only two Thor. machine hey, guns. Sun's going down, big guy. <laughs> That's right. the ultimate teamwork. I'm done. I'm clean. I'm clean. No, 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 no. I'm just saying when uh, they they did have where you know uh, no, no, Black Widow had been working with. Thor. I'm talking specifically in Hulk. the fight scenes. Yes. Of Thor Ragnarok, there's again no teamwork whatsoever. They're just all well, there's around only fighting two guys people and like yeah, there's Thor Valkyrie comes in. And Thor yeah, I know. There's only three people. Guy whose name I I'm can't sorry, remember. Carl Urban. There's Thor, Carl Urban, Valkyrie, and Loki. Hulk. Uh, no, the director's uh, rock character is there. There's like five other guys. The guy with the uh, swords for arms that's friends with the director rock character. What are you talking about? What? Have you seen Thor the Ragnarok? Guy, yeah. The guy who directed it is also the rock character. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, There's no, like eight yeah. of them fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None but of them like, do anything together. They just take turns punching things. I wouldn't think that the the problem, though, with, like... I, well, first off, the Avengers, the only reason why they team up at the end is because that's when they come together at the end. They're all they're all like a like a shit show before that. That's the whole point. Right. 
is that they're so I mean that that's why they're going through in this one and you're probably gonna hate Infinity War because they don't really work uh, together they that do. much either. Uh, they, 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 no, I think, I think there's more teamwork yeah. in Infinity yeah. War than there has been. Well, in there is, and there's also the uh, hey, 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 this week. I'm gonna spoil it for you. Nope. <laughs> All right, new topic. You know why I'm gonna spoil it for you? You so, know why? Uh, no, no, no. You Anybody know reading anything? You know I'm reading something. You know I'm gonna spoil that for you. Uh, is because Andy McDowell is a fucking saint. Andy McDowell is talented. I'm really confused why you're defending her. She's really terrible in like 90% of her She's not terrible. She is delightful. Wow. I think. I'm really confused. I thought it was a pretty... I saw Sean, do you her like Andy McDowell? I've, I've liked some of the things okay. that she Michael? did. Exactly. Did you see the movie Michael? I know of the movie Michael. I thought she was bad in that too. She was really bad in that too. I know of the movie Michael. I know of the movie... What was another movie that what she was did? The one, was she did one with... I, th- I want to say Drew Barrymore, and it was um, a bunch of... It was women cowboys. cowboys. No, no, no. This oh. was They were cow... Cowgirls. Girls? They, they, Cow were, women. they were outlaws <laughs> in the Old West. Oh, God. I don't... I don't um, the Quick and the Dead? Is no, that man. Sharon, no, Sharon Stone. Stone. Yeah, I don't know if she was in that, though. That's a good movie. I mean, That's a good movie. Uh, so, let's see. Andy McDowell. Now, let's look up her filmography. I know she was in stuff with Michael Keaton at one point. Oh, Multiplicity. She Multiplicity, was in Multiplicity, yeah. yeah. And she wasn't very she good She was also... Either. Also, she was great in the uh, Adventures Leap. of Hudson Hawk. Oh, that's right. She was the lead in that's one of the Hawk. worst movies of all time. Yeah, you shut your whore mouth. It's an bad. Hudson Hawk is an amazing movie. That's you. You just don't. I have, have to agree with Michael. Do you, li- do you like Legend bad. too? Do you think Legend is a classic? No, that shit's boring. <laughs> Hudson Hawk just. You need an appreciation. Okay. It's wait, it's, wait for terrible movies. That make no sense? Nope. For comedy. That's Can I do a quick uh, what? what you're reading while you look up Andy McDowell? No, Drew Barrymore can't. Movie? You can't just ask to do... <laughs> <laughs> bad Girls was the uh, bad cowboy, girls. cowboy bad movie. Yes. yes. Oh, so Bad I'm looking Girls. At some, yeah, I'm looking at her. What's the, uh, what's the rating oh. on that one? Uh, excellent question. Yeah, Hold okay. on. Let's, okay, let's guess. I'm going to say what? 22% Rotten Tomatoes. Is it Rotten Tomatoes that we're looking at? Yeah. It is Rotten Tomatoes, and it's lower. Believe it or not, it's a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> wow. 9%. That's pretty I sad. I thought I was going a little bit low with 22. Oh, apparently she was on an episode of Trial and Error. <laughs> <laughs> she also yeah. was circle. the love interest for Jim Carrey during the Leap Year movie on 30 Rock. Yeah, where Jim Carrey yeah. turns into uh, 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 Lee Day Williams. Lee Day Williams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was also in Magic Mike too. Really? <laughs> I, I just saw that on here. I was like, "What?" Right, I, I did not. Now, I did maybe not. She's yeah. learned some tricks. I mean, she's had a long history. She's had a long career, career yeah. which apparently means nothing to Mike, but whatever. Oh, I mean... Muppets in Space? I forgot she was in that as well. I loved Muppets, Muppets in Space. Muppets in Space is good. No, she's, it's a, that's it's the thing. Really she's in movie. great movies. She's just the worst part of them, generally. Oh. Oh. Wow. 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 So I can't tell about this book I'm reading. It's so good. No. <sighs> All right, Mike, Jesus. what you reading? You had, like, such a book fest oh, with Seth and Matt a few episodes ago. Because... <laughs> So, uh, I don't have a giant, like, library stretching through multiple rooms of my house, so I guess I don't qualify. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm reading, anybody read me Brandon Sanderson? Yes. Yeah. So I, I'd never read any of him. He's a fantasy and, like, sci-fi writer. He's uh, somewhat famous for having finished The Wheel of Time when Robert Jordan died. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, first I read the Mistborn series, which was good. I read that trilogy, and it was okay. Like, I wasn't blown away, but I thought it was pretty good. But now uh, I recently reviewed this board game called The Reckoners, which is based on a series of books called The Reckoners. And for the review, I read, like, the first book, and oh my god, it is awesome. So quick, I will give you, like, the super hot take on the premise, and you all will want to read it probably. So the idea is that superheroes suddenly appear in, like, the modern world. Everyone's really excited. (laughs) Um, But for whatever reason, every single person with superpowers is evil, and they all become, like, dictators ruling over the world, and they, like, destroy half the world, and, like, each superhero, like, claims his own city. And so the, the... book series as a trilogy are focused around humans like regular people trying to kill all the superheroes and how it works is every superhero when they are created for whatever reason they have a weakness so they have like a kryptonite ish weakness so these guys have to guys and girls have to uh research what each guy's weakness is and then like take them out in stealthy kind of heist style fashion so it's sort of like a heist meets super villain uh, series and it's it's freaking awesome. Interesting. I'm just yeah. about done the third book and it's I'm super on the edge of my seat because they still have some mysteries to reveal. So I'm how really many, enjoying it. How many are in the series? It's just three books. Okay. He he tends to write trilogies. It seems. Well, he's, he's writing like, um the his series of the um wait, what the fudge is it called? Oh, Way of King. The Way of Kings is like a ten book series. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Wow. That's, that's like that's like the, but that's like his big um like foyer into like. Wheel of Time esque, because yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. Wheel of Time is like over 20, 30 books, I think. No, I no, no, say. no. no Wheel, it's of, a Wheel lot. of Time was like how many? How many books? 18, are Wheel of Time. I think. Okay. Oh, I'm I sorry. Only eighteen. <laughs> They're all like over a thousand pages long, too. Maybe yeah. less than that. No. Fuck it, that series. I got to work with that after like book eight. So what's the book called again? Oh, uh, sorry. So the Reckoners is the series, and the first one, if you want to start off, is called Steelheart. Basically, it's Ooh. Superman, but he's a villain, and the guy's mm-hmm. trying to... He killed his dad. You find this out in the first, like, two pages. And he's trying to avenge his father and kill Steelheart, who's Man of Steel and is invulnerable to everything, of course. And the author again? Oh, Brandon, Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. Okay. You should read um, uh, uh, another good book by him is Elantris, which okay. was his first book. Yeah, I, I didn't love uh, Mistborn, but now that I've read this, I'm definitely into him reading more of his stuff. Excellent. Well, that's, like, yeah... That's, it sounds really good. Yeah, I, well, I was looking up my book just to make sure I had the... Oh, shit, we all have to have a book. Oh, no, no, I thought, yeah, that was, that was a quick thing. Larissa, do you have a book that you'd um, like to talk about? I just finished one. Uh, uh, I am a voracious Audible uh, consumer, mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I go through probably a book a week wow. uh, in my car. Um, so I just finished one that takes... It's a fictional account of... Um, what happened during the AIDS crisis in, in Chicago in the 80s. Oh, wow. Um, it, although it has, it flashes forward to some mm-hmm. of the characters who were there during the 80s and then into 2015. Um, it's called The Great Believers by Rebe- Rebecca Mackay. Um, it's a very sweet book in some ways, but it's also very depressing, as you would imagine. Um, but for those of us who were alive during the 80s, uh, sp- the 80s and early 90s, the AIDS crisis who were learning about, for me, I was learning about safe sex at that time, and I was learning about being um, cautious, and I, I knew who Ryan White was and that kind of stuff, but I didn't, I wasn't the one losing my friends right. at that moment. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people, especially in our theater community, you know, older, um, who were living through that time where they lost their friends. And in this book, just person after person is getting diagnosed, yeah. and it's, right when the test starts coming out so that I didn't realize it 
I didn't realize the politics involved mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. of it because I was too young for that. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize um, the that some people didn't trust the test yet, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. it, you know, I just had never thought about that. Um, so it was really a good learning experience for me, even though it was fictional. She she took a lot of time. Um, there she was on NPR, and she was talking about how she took a lot of time to research. Uh, sort of the timeline of, of the AIDS epidemic in Chicago at that time. So um, it was really, it was a hard book at times, but it was also very sweet in certain points. So it was really interesting. Yeah, and give the title and author again. It's called The Great Believers by Rebecca Mackay. Hmm. Awesome. Neat. Cool. Check very it out. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that does sound good. Sean? I, I do have a What You Read and I brought one. <laughs> well, I also have to look at, I have to look at my notes because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get the author's name wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, I also just finished a book called um, Our Wrong Tomorrows. Hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Our Wrong Todays. See, I, I messed up the title. <laughs> Um, Our Wrong Todays, and it's an alternate reality book, um, and it's it's actually really fascinating. So uh, um, it starts off in the 1960s, uh, this guy named uh, Goitner, and, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, he creates this alternate source of energy that in, um, in that um, initial uh, experiment causes he and all of his team to get radiation and and die of cancer, but they figure out a better way to do it. And so all of the energy problems are now gone. And so like, it's this like great utopian society where like, there's no energy problems. Everything is great. And this guy, uh, the scientist is working on time travel and he has this ultimate, uh, fuck up of a son who just has gone through like all of these different problems and he decides to as like his one last attempt to try to get him to like straighten out his life he gives him a job in his lab and he's been working on this time travel thing you know for years and years and years and the day that he's supposed to test his time travel um the woman scientist who is supposed to actually do the time travel, um, they go out the night before and he ends up knocking up this, this girl. And so she can't do the, the, the time test. So they, they basically, like, they scrap the whole plan. They say that they're not going to do it for another because they've done all of this, like, testing and everything. And, of course, the fuck-up son goes and does the time travel and then everything turns into an alternate universe uh, that we live in today. Oh, okay. um, and it's, it's a really, really, I'm, I'm not going to give anything more away about, you know, from, from that point. It's a really, really interesting huh. book. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And it does have, like, it has some moments of, like, it, believe it or not, it's, like, the, the ending is a little bit of a surprise and very, very well written, I thought. Very, very enjoyable. And again, and the title? The title is Our Wrong Tomorrows. It's by Alan. Wait, no. Today's. Our Wrong Todays. <laughs> I keep doing that. Our Wrong Todays uh, by Alan Mastai. And I'm, it's M A S T A I. Okay. Awesome. Neat. Cool. Yes. See, I thought you were gonna say the guy went back in time to fix his fuck up of a son. <laughs> That's what I would have done. That would have been my last ditch effort. I would have put it in, in working my lab. <laughs> time travel's tricky. It is, it is. over it this is. desk, a time desk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Little quote for community. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's wander into final thoughts, Robert. 
Why did you ask me if I uh, had a what you're reading? Because I was afraid you'd say yes. <laughs> that's it. That's my final thought. <laughs> that's it. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you as my final thought. Why didn't you ask me if I? Why didn't you ask me if I had a what you're reading? Do you have a? I am, but since you didn't ask me, and the segment's over, we're in final thoughts now. So go. We can always go back. Be more inclusive about your segments. Sean, final thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my final thought from uh, from the Queen of Soul and say, always be unapologetically you. You have something that you're amazing at. You have something inside of you that is phenomenal. And don't worry about um, if you look beautiful that day, if you put on a few pounds or, or whatever. Just be unapologetically yourself. So thank you, Aretha, for teaching me that this week. Sean, I don't know if you know how things work around here, but I am the one with the heart. Oh. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry. Damn. Don't ever be like yourself. So I want you to apologize. Thank Sean, you. Sean, Sean, it's okay, buddy. Don't okay. be you. Be somebody no, else. No, that was wonderful, Sean. You're better Sean. than you and cooler anyway. Mike? Mike? Oh, uh, yeah, Drunk I don't Mike? know. I can't follow snark, like heart with snark. Can oh, I, uh, yeah, you can. can. Awesome. Uh, appreciate your family, everybody. Try to listen more. Uh, wow. You guys are really disappointing me. Sorry. No, no, no. Don't go to the beach, fuckheads. Nobody wants you there anyway. There you go. Yes, they do. That's where they get a lot of their money from. Oh, yeah, the beach owners want you the there. The beach right? owners want us. Go How to, can you own a the beach? Businesses, the go businesses to the boardwalk. Want you there. Stay away from the beach. Yeah. That's yeah. Patronize the businesses. <laughs> Patronize biz, small businesses. Well, Larissa? Uh, I don't really have... A, I've just been enjoying listening, which is not does not make for good podcasting, but... Um, <laughs> be a good listener. Be a good listener. No. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy some time with your friends and enjoy your time on the clink tank. We'll take that. And my final thought is going to be difficult because I've been not thinking of a final See, thought. See, you, you want to have heart, but you have none. I do. Well, no, I mean, he was. that was such a good, you know, good final thought from our guest, Well, just Sean. in post, cut what Sean said and you said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing to say. Yeah, we skipped Sean accidentally, but like Aretha Franklin once said. Like no, Franklin. no. My final thought is that uh, when you have the opportunity, uh, always, you know, count on your friends and be the friend that can be counted on. There you go. <laughs> you know. That's nice. No, I mean, you guys came in and like I said, we have multiple people who couldn't be here today and it got us the opportunity to, you know, share the mic with some friends who've been here before, a friend who hadn't. And that's the cool thing about the Clink Tank is you never know where the conversation's going to go. And um, we got into some really good stuff and some really not so good stuff. But <laughs> and I, you look at I, me I knew you were going to say, why did I look at you? <laughs> well, I, well I mean, it just seems I'm like that. I'm just looking around the room. No, but you looked at me, and you <laughs> kind of gave me a little wink, too. Yeah, because Patrick, you're some of the good stuff. Don't touch me. Patrick, over the course of, like, whatever it is, 13 episodes, you said the thing about the clink tank for, like, 18 different things. <laughs> There's a there, lot of things about the clink like, tank. Uh, what I'm saying, why can't it be a great thing about the clink tank? Or one no, of the amazing things? Because oh, that's a good point. you got to be more the varied. The, th the clink tank is multifaceted. It is a it diamond. Is. We are just... And every little facet shines brightly. We are just like stomping all over your mm -hmm. final thought. Right <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, they're, 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 they're diamond, be a diamond, everyone. Yes. Be yeah. a diamond you in already, the rough. Diamonds are you, forever. No, diamond everyone, you already are a diamond. Ooh. Shine Ooh. your brightest. Oh, wow. And on that note, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye